Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. I've, I've asked John to pray for me. Um, he's one of these spiritual dads in my life. Yeah, John, so could you just pray for me, yeah. but pray for, pray for the body as well. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd first like to say mm. I just love Richard. Um, mm. Ever since he's been here, he's been a friend to me. We love sharing the word with each mm. other. Mm. And um, mm. I have friends in high places. <laughs> he, he's like me. Um, if you don't know me, my identity is I'm, I'm the uh, disciple John who Jesus loved. <laughs> And my brother here, Richard, is the same. He loves Jesus. It just flows out of him. And um, it's my honor to pray for him today. Lord, I just thank you for my brother. I thank you for what he means to me and what he means to this body and what he means to his family and everybody that comes in contact with him, Lord. I pray now that you would just feel his, that what's in his heart would come forth, your word and power, that you would anoint his word, Lord, your word, for us today. Um, for our daily bread, and I pray, I thank you for my brother. Bless him. I pray that you give him peace as he's uh, releasing this word in, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Appreciate you, John. Hang with me just about 30 seconds here. Hello, everyone. So I'm Richard Tucker. I have the opportunity to provide leadership and come around the young adults and the youth and, and serve with all of you all that are doing that as well. Um, so, but it's an honor to be here. Um, just a couple quick things. So Mother's Day, uh, this isn't a full history lesson, but um, back in 1907-ish, um, there was a, a lady, I don't, West Virginia, I can't remember exactly where, who, uh, could, could have been West Virginia, who said, you know, we need to start honoring mothers, you know. And then within a small number of years, Mother's Day was actually stamped. So it was like 1914, I believe. Um, that was officially Mother's Day. Well, Father's Day was 1910. And I love this. It was, again, a woman. <laughs> and isn't it be- behind every good man, there's a better woman? So two women, one each started these holidays. So 1910, mid, middle of the year, um, Sonora Smart Dodd um, lost her mom. She was one of five, and she, she had to have been one of the older ones because in, in, uh, in, in the birth of one of her siblings, her mom passed away. Her dad raised her, and uh, he was a, a Civil War um, a veteran. And she said, you know, he needs to be honored. Fathers need to be honored. And so Father's Day started in 1910. Now, it took a while for it to take hold. Um, there was the Great Depression and some wars and some other things. But in 1972, it was officially stamped Father's Day. So the third Sunday in June. 
Today is June 19th. That first June uh, day in 1910 was June 19th. I love that. I love little, little nuances like that. And, uh, and I'll just speak to this just a second, uh, uh, closer to the end. June 19th is Gillian's and my wedding anniversary. So today, you might not have known that, so. So, this message time is gonna be focused on the Father, okay? But I just need to throw out a couple quick things for us. In this country, there are 18.5 million children that are fatherless. Now that's fatherless, that doesn't count for fathers that might be there but aren't as present, okay? 18.5 million children, that's one in four. If we put four children up here, one of them doesn't have a father. That, that's existing a little bit in our body as well. And bless you single parents, and probably single moms in particular. 80% of single parent homes are moms. Bless you moms. The Lord will give you the grace to bring some of the father heart of God while also allowing other men to come in and, and stand in the gap as well. So just think about this. Hang with me on the numbers. This is about, about the last year or so, US Census said Wilmington City, 125,000 people. Now give me a little grace, I'm not from Wilmington, so I just, just went to the internet. New Hanover County is about double, 250,000. I'm not talking about the summer, okay, with, you know, with the 250,000 people in New Hanover County. That means if New Hanover County was all children, 74 New Hanover counties are fatherless. That is not acceptable. Now we can't just go say, I'm gonna go fix this, no. But we can say, I'm gonna stand up and say, God, how do you want me to do my part to help fix this? And so I want you to hear one thing. You've been hearing it a little bit already. I've just, this service is so awesome because it's tying right in. But to, to, to some things from my heart. Father's Day is not just for fathers who, who have blood children. I'm not talking about what the internet might say. I don't care what that says. Every single man in here is a spiritual father. Every single man is in here can call forth identity. Every single man in here can bring protection and covering and come along a single mom and st stand in the gap. Every single man can. And I just wish you were here yesterday and you could have heard Tracy Isom, our dear brother. I think Pastor Tom might have, Daniel mentioned the, 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 the breakfast, men's breakfast yesterday. Tracy Isom said, I mean, these are my words, but he's, he went, not on my watch, Amen. not on our watch, but because him working through us, but not on our watch. Every man here has what it takes because you have Jesus. So, one, one more quick thing. The United States of America is the world's leader in fatherlessness. We have a great country in many ways. We don't, we don't in this way. The world leader, but you all can make a difference. Small groups, church gatherings, one-on-one -on -one coffees, 
go into a 12-year-old's ball game if he's never had a father come and he's never heard or felt the word, I'm proud, or, I'm proud of you. Okay, I gotta get off that train because I could keep going on that for a long time. Another thing about me is, if you don't know, and well, it's about this church, so it just fits right in too. I'm a little, we're gonna do a few different things here. I'm not gonna make everybody do it, but just bear with me. I want, I want, I want us to do one, one thing. And I want you to do it with me. The Father, the Father loves, loves me. me. Let's, do, let's do it one more time. The Father, the Father loves, loves me. me. Come on. He, he loves you, and he loves you, and he loves you, and you, and you, and you. But he loves me. And so often we can see a healing or, or, or somebody get a, a word of knowledge. Or, but what about me, God? Do you want me to be healed? Yes, yes he does. Yes, yes. He loves me. Yeah. I want us to do one more thing. I, I just, oh, I love it. I think this is, Pastor Tom, you might have said this, but we're to come to him as a child. I love all the worship songs that we sing every week. I just love it. We're going to do something a little different right now. I want you to join in with me. God, you're so good. Remember as a little kid, some of us? God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. One more verse. I love you so. I love you so, I love you so, you're so good to me. And the reason why we did that is because I just wanted to have us, let's just shift the atmosphere. We're all kids right now. So this message is going to have various things in it, okay? And I just want to say that, and I love the picture in the deliverance um, slide, uh, Pastor Tom. And this, 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 this is no joke. The Lord, I, he said, go to Walmart and buy kids handcuffs. I have no idea. I just did it. And that, that was on the slide, the handcuffs. So watch this, when y'all, if it hadn't happened already in big ways or little ways, when you leave this place, ain't no reason why the handcuffs can't look like this. Amen. There ain't no reason they can't look like this. Sometimes you might need somebody to stand with you in prayer, but God doesn't need that. He likes to use us, but seek him. These are gone now. So I got some notes, got a few scriptures. Hang with me. This is not going to be a three-hour message, okay? But one of the things that's so critical, I'm not saying it's the only thing, one of the things that's so critical is that we're transformed by the fact that God has emotions towards us. Now, we hear a lot, you know, don't be led by your emotions, be led by the word, like on our side. Yeah. God loves our emotions. 
and he, he needs to get in there and bring healing in some, and he says yay to some other areas, and I'm not talking about us, I'm talking about God. And I don't know if, if some of you guys have thought about this, ever heard this, but God has a lot of emotions towards us. He is not a taskmaster. He is not a principal who when you go in his office, oh boy, I don't wanna go in that office. He's not a taskmaster. This is not a spanky spoon <laughs> to the father. Now I grew up in the, in the seven, I was six, six, 69. So, you know, later seventies, early to mid eighties, I was junior high, uh, high school. This, this wasn't in the schools. Well, at least it wasn't in my school. I know it probably, it was, you know, previously, but our God is not a taskmaster. And you got to, uh, Pastor Bishop, I think, and, and Pastor Tom and others have talked about the courtroom of heaven, you know. Well, in the courtroom, th this is not there. It's the court, it's the court tool. It's, it's called the gavel. You know, boom, seal, sign, seal, delivered, done. This doesn't exist anywhere. This, this is a spanky spoon. And, 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 I know, and I know we would never want to say that we have any agreement with this, but he's so far from stoic, we're gonna get into some, to some scriptures. So we, we gotta say, Lord, help, help me throw, get that spanky spoon out of my lens for who you are. Because that's not who you are. You correct the ones you love. So if I'm loved and cherished, then I don't have a spanky spoon coming to me. I have correction, but it's not a spanky spoon. Okay. We have to, have to, have to know that God enjoys us. Guys, this is harder for us, I think, sometimes. You mean this father has emotions for me? Yep. Guess what? You're also called the bride, so just get over it. All you guys are part of the bride of Christ. Come on. I love the way the Lord, the Lord set that up. The Lord delights in and rejoices over his people. Never again, Isaiah 62, never again will you be called the forsaken city. Your new name will be the city of God's delight, for the Lord delights in you. Then God will rejoice over you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. You know, there's that part of that song, uh, you are you, you, you am who, who I say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Amen. All of you all, Hallelujah. all of you all. Hallelujah. He will take delight in you with gladness. So Father, you're smiling because you're glad. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. He sings over you. He doesn't ask you either. He just does it. He just lavishes on you. It's like the Christ, it's, it's like, a, and forgive me if, if this hits people a little differently, but Christmas tree and there's like bazillions of presents and we as a little child go up under that tree and there's the lavish heart of the Father. Some of us haven't had, that, had those experiences in our life. But that's the heart of the Father. I think, I think we even heard the verse in Ephesians, you know, exceedingly and abundantly 
more than you can ask or think to. You can't even sit here. I don't care if you're a nuclear engineering histologist or bajibajist or a doctor or whatever. You can't think and exceed him. You can't do it. You can't do it. We were all created with a longing to know that God delights in us and enjoys us. We can draw near in, with confidence. Yes. It's a confidence that he loves us even in our weakness and that our weak love moves him. I love some of these verses. Hebrews, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Yes. Well, on Wednesday mornings, Miss Addie, just, she, she just don't stop. She's got a battery that never goes dead. And so we're all of a sudden, we're doing whatever, and all of a sudden, blood of Jesus, here we go. Nothing but the blood. And she, when she sings, whoo, she sings. Amen. But guess what? It's like, I, th- I think it, it might have been Remember the Titans when the football coach says, leave no doubt, Amen. you football people. <laughs> Miss Addie doesn't don't leave no doubt. Amen. And that's what we're supposed to do. The Lord uses her to remind me of that too. Amen. Don't say but of Jesus. No, sing it like I mean it. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Oh, I love this one. Song of Solomon 4. And I didn't put the whole, you'll you'll see like some dot, dot, dots if you all have the notes. I I didn't put every word on these verses, but I just kind of put this for, for notes for after as well. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. And let me remind the guys, he's talking about us. Oh, and I'm sorry, I got this ridiculous little thing in my head. Only because of the size. So uh, Christine said, Richard, that thing looks terrible. It's just sitting up on top of your head. So when I, was, um, when I was in junior high school, I was a baseball player until one summer I grew about seven inches, three shoe sizes in a summer. And then the next summer, my knees were hurting. It was, oh, it was terrible. And then about another four or five inches the next school year, and another couple of shoe sizes. I was 6'4", all of a sudden, eighth grade. But I was a baseball player, but I had a big head. And so I always, I, I would bat, but then when I'd go, uh, to, you know, get on base, if, if I got on base in first, second, third, they had to switch, switch out this kind of thing that they kind of made for me with the two sides, and they, and they released the strap. It looked goofy. So I just kept this on. I shouldn't have kept it on all this time, though. Okay. So I'm, I'm fine with small things, but. You're altogether beautiful, my darling. You've captured my heart, my treasure, my bride. You hold it hostage, so, you ho- so this is the Father saying, you hold my heart hostage with just one glance of your eyes. Now hold on a second, we, we, gotta, we gotta do something about this. God is not stoic, amen? If we've, with one glance to the Father, we've captured his heart, his heart's moving. That's not static, that's, that's dynamic. Okay, so when I'm, I'm 25, 25, and my, my oldest daughter, she's 28, y'all know her, Ashley, almost 28, but at the time, she's a little two-year-old, blonde, curly, oh, so curly. We still have it in an envelope, by the way, actually, her first haircut. Um, oh, I never want to throw that envelope away. But curly hair, and she's running down. I come back from work. World War III could have started. I wouldn't even have known it. Because she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy like a year and a half old, move my heart, my heart's all doing stuff. It, whatever happened in the day, it meant nothing. All of a sudden, it meant nothing. Whatever was gonna happen that night, didn't matter either. Because my heart was moved 
That's the heart of the Father. For, hey, guys, I'm, and I, you, Richard, why do you keep saying this? Because I'm going to, because I, I need to, because I need to for me too. Guys, when we look at the Father, his heart's moved. His heart's moved. He was here, and now he's here. Because one glance. That's the heart of the Father. We, we have to get this revelation. The revelation of the intensity of the love of the, of the Father. But in an, in an intimate way. In an intimate way. One glance, one glance. And we heard this verse already. I love it when the Lord set, sets all this up. Rome, uh, Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. The accuser, this is in Revelation, the accuser, he's going to keep talking. There's no condemnation. That's why we need a, to be in a body, of, to, to be in the lo- local body, in small groups, men's groups, one-on-ones, the whole, the whole gamut. And then David, you guys, you know, I mean, that could be messages upon messages just right there. I just put, put this one thing in there, but describe God's heart in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures evermore. Now again, we, ha- we have to get this. Don't just think of what David was describing or Saul. The father is the giver. We can't just go receive and I don't wonder where all this is coming from. Maybe it's an accident or maybe I just kind of, I don't know, did something good. The father is, I mean, (laughs) I think of like, I think of sometimes like big sacks, like big, the father has a massive sack on his back and he's just giving the gifts, giving the gifts. Sometimes it's literal, sometimes it's it's, uh, uh, figurative. He's lavishing on us. And then this, oh, Psalm 139. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. So I'm sitting in the prayer room in Kansas City. The Holy Spirit's kind of gripped me a little bit. I'm an engineer by degree. Okay, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, that's a lot, but I need some help here. Like, that's a nice verse, but I need some help. I, I don't, you know. And I'm a man. I mean, I'm not saying y'all need help. I'm, I need help. And so he's like, well, look it up. So I went to the internet. Okay. Again, some of you that, that see the nose, but it, it's seven, five, and then brrr, a lot of zeros. Grains of sand on the earth. Now, honestly, I think it's higher. I mean, and it doesn't matter really what the real number is because it's over that, it's over this. But just, let's just, just humor just, just me for a second. Just, let's just think about that number. It's not thousands, it's not millions, it's not billions, and it's not trillions. There's another aliens and another aliens. I didn't learn that in college. I don't know what that is. But watch this. Just one cup, one cup of sand, one cup of sand. One cup of sand. Two million grains. Now watch this, but it says, Thoughts outnumber the grains, outnumber the sand. Your treasure, your beloved, you're my joy. I mean, just, I love you. I'm proud of you. I see you. I've never forgotten you. You're chosen. You're ado- you've been adopted. You're not a sinner. You're, I mean, two million grains estimated, besides estimate, two million grains. 
Two million. That's way lower than this number. It transformed like, God, okay, now vast means something different now. It's massive, massive. I can't even think all that. Now, one, one time I tried to do it, and I was sitting in prayer in Kansas City. Okay, Lord, let me do this for my wife. I love you. You're precious. You're beautiful. You're awesome. Can I keep changing the, the verbs here? I mean, I just, I, and I just got tired. I, I mean, after about, you know, 15 or 20 or 30. And it wasn't because of Gillian. It's just, Lord, this is, this is just, I, I can't get my mind around this. <laughs> Guys, and we can't get our mind fully around it, but we can in part. We can't love God with all our heart until he loves this, us, in, until we know he loves us with all his heart. So watch this, we gotta be a little careful here. First commandment, first commandment, second commandment, but first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your And we hear that all the time, and we need to. <clears throat> But if we don't fully know the lavishness of his love towards us, we can't fully connect that, that, that space. We can't do it. We can't do it. I can kind of force love, but that's not, that's not what he wants. He's given us free will, choice. But there's so much of the word. And it comes out through the word, worship, other places that shows his emotions towards us, his feelings towards us. We have to get that. We have to get that. Or it's going to be duty, which that's better than not, not, not doing it at all. But this Christian life can be so much more. It does not have to be duty. I'm serving an all-loving God, and he's just all over me, hugging me and kissing me and everything, all over. Come on, guys, hang, hang with me now. We're not used to that. Okay, we're, we got some good scripture coming up in a second here. We loved because he first loved us, though. This isn't we did something. He did something, and then we have a response. We have, we, we have a part. But he's the initiator. We're a child of God because he's our father. We wouldn't be a child of God if, if he wasn't the dad first. He chose us, Abba, and this was even mentioned it's a term of endearment like Papa. It's respectful, but very affectionate and intimate. So about a month ago, Brother Doug, we're, we're in Wednesday, Wednesday uh, morning prayer. Brother Doug, he said, well, I'm going to pray to the Father, but this is how I do it. That's about the way he said it. Was, Daddy, and, and then he stood. A couple years ago, the, Lord, the Lord's been doing this for me in my journey in this revelation, getting to this revelation. About three, four years ago, I was serving with Crisis Response International. And uh, I was talking with this guy. We were on deployment, hot, you know, hurricane had just blown in, very difficult, uh, you know, situation. We knew we were serving the Lord, but whew. And that night, we're talking. And I said, hey, well, how are you going to know when to move forward on that, the thing the Lord's put on your heart? He said, well, I got to ask Dad. And it didn't click right away, because he said it so casually. I thought it was casual. Well, it was casual, but it was intimate. Why shouldn't it be casual? Because that's what he says all the time. The whole rest of the trip, it's like the Lord put me in his path. Hey, Dad, what do you want me to do? Hey, Dad. I mean, prayer, talking to other people about it. talking to himself when he's just we're chainsawing and cutting stuff up. Dad, what do you, Dad, what do you want me to do? 
Isn't it like, and I think Pastor Tom, you might have mentioned this, but you know, it's funny, like I'll call my dad, dad, but I don't so quickly call the father, dad. Now, I, I'm not trying to judge me or any of y'all that if we don't say daddy in our prayer. No, I'm not saying that. But he is our dad and he is our daddy. I love my daughter coming, running down the driveway, daddy, 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 daddy. And I still have a couple young ones, most of mine are older now, but they say, daddy. Why not call the father daddy? That's just a little gentle nudge, you know. And we didn't receive the spirit of slavery, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So we were orphaned, and now we're not. We were, there was a, there was a board, boardroom meeting at IFKC. I wasn't in the meeting, but I heard about it. And there was, uh, you know, they were going, hey, what, share your title and, you know, maybe, maybe, I think it was like a, a title and, and what, what's on your heart for the, maybe for the, for the meeting. Well, I'm, you know, I serve right now as the vice president of, you know, the university, or I serve as the director of blah, 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 blah. And so they're going through the, which, which is fine. I mean, the, the Lord's into titles as well. But, but one of the guys stood up, older guy, all white hair. I, I heard this because I wasn't there, but he said, I was a sinner. Wow. Stood up. So he was fathering. Also, his, he was the new guy to the, he just came from Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm, uh, I was a sinner. Notice how he said was. I was a sinner, but I was saved by grace. And now I'm a son. And that's my title. And he sat down. And the whole room was. And the Lord's into titles in the natural. I'm not trying to be critical there. I had him when I was in the marketplace, and I got him now. I mean, you know, he's, he's into that. But not if it supersedes our, our main business card. Daughter. Son. You don't need anything else, no flowers, colors, designs, squigglies, lines, words, shh, that we try to. Son. Daughter. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a son. So Luke 15, oh, the story of the prodigal son. Now you guys all know this, but the story is the prodigal son, but it's really about the dad. It's really about the dad. The son wouldn't be the son if the dad wasn't the dad. (laughs) Again, I mean the son kind of, you know, the dad, and then there's the son. Jesus reveals how the father pursues, enjoys, shows mercy, feels affection for his people. This is not the only place, but this is one of the most significant portions of scripture in the word as it relates to the heart of the father towards his son or child. You know, this is for you women too. One of the most significant portions, and I know you probably hear off and on, hey, if there's a couple verses you've memorized, that would be a good one. Well, I'm going to jump on a bandwagon. If there's a little chunk of scripture, it'd be good to memorize if you could, but at least just read it, marinate, 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 read it, soak, soak, soak. That'd be a good one. So I'm I'm just going to read, I am going to read this uh, chunk of scripture. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them the story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, 
This younger son, he packed all his belongings, moved to a distant land, then he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. The man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to myself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. I will go to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he's thinking of what he's gonna tell his father. So he returned home to his father. Watch this. The father all of a sudden does five things. He saw him far off. That means he was looking. Now I'm not saying he was on his, you know, it wasn't like a screened in porch like here in Wilmington and he's just kind of in his rocking chair 24 seven. I mean, no, but there was an expectancy. Where's my son? Where's my son? He was looking, he saw, he had compassion. And we know, guys, before Jesus went out to heal, often it said he, had, he was moved by compassion. And then he went out and healed. And that's a model for us with, with how he's using us here. And then, oh, I love this. Then he ran. The father had enthusiasm. The father could have just kind of gone, mm, I see him. I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's coming up, just going slowly, you know. He, he left me, I mean, I didn't, I didn't leave him. I mean, it's his, his, his choice, I mean, I, I don't know why he's coming back, or, or, or it could have been harboring, harboring anger, offense, or all kinds of stuff. I know none of us deal with any of that stuff. He embraced, come on. That doesn't mean like this, how you doing? I mean, he embraced, and then he kissed. He kissed, come on guys. Receive the kiss of the Father. That intimate expression. The restoration. So I'm, I wasn't planning to go through all this with time because there's a few, there's some other things, but, but uh, <laughs> then, even after that, the son, okay, here we go again. But Father, I've sinned against you. And he was starting, he said the first thing. And he said, he said, then he said the second thing. And the Father, he inserted himself, okay, I'm done. These are my, my words. But he said, quick. He said, quick. Or bring quickly the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. The shoes on his feet. The fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. Or be merry, some translations say. Guys, this is critical. It's critical for a couple reasons. One, he did not wait. He did not in his mind go, well, <clears throat> I'm pretty busy, you know, just got home from work today. And I got to look at my, <clears throat> I still use a, I'm still pen and paper actually, just being honest. But uh, let me look at my, I think uh, today's Monday night. I'm thinking Thursday night, let's plan a, fe- a, f- a feast for him. He didn't do that. that that's a, it doesn't say all that in scripture, but he said, quick, let's do this now. Let's celebrate now. I'm bring, I, I welcome him back now. That's the heart of the father. The best robe, garments of salvation. I put down there Isaiah 61, 10. 
the ring was authority. Authority. We know, you know, with, that, with like the signet ring and, you, you know, kind of it's like a stamp, you know. And slaves didn't have shoes. But you're going to have shoes because you're my son. A calf killed for special occasions to show honor. The father was rejoicing and being glad over his son. There's a video, um, you guys have to see this. Derek Redman, some of you guys, especially in sports, may have heard of this. Derek Redman, 1992, Barcelona Olympics. 400 meter. That's one lap if if y'all don't know. He's running around 150 meter, mm, hamstring snaps. I know what that is. I've had two of them in a year about 15 years ago. Boom, boom. You, you, you're, you're basically, you're done. Like you have to sit out. It's, it's, you know, he gets up, determination. He starts hobbling around the track. This is at the Olympics, okay? You see this man, this man, 20 rows, 10 rows, five rows, jumps the hurdle. This, this is at the Olympics in a foreign country. Jumps the hurdle, security. So he does like this to the security. Stiff. He runs onto the track, comes up. It's the father. Amen. You have to see this video. Amen. It's the father. Now, again, don't 100% equate the, the runner to, to a prodigal you know, exactly, but what I'm talking about is the father. Amen. And then he, there's, a, there's actually, they have the quotes on this one particular video. It's about a three and a half, three and a half minute video. Son, you don't have to do this. Yes, I do. The father then said, we're going to do it together. I I can't watch it. I've watched it a hundred times. I'll cry every time. We're going to do it together. But then what what does the father do? Oh, they get just before the finish line. He says, son, you got this. That's the father. And the son, like literally, he's kind of actually just kind of going like this. No, No strength. The muscle's gone. Crosses the finish line. The father. I also want to encourage us, I want to encourage us, be very careful. The Lord told this to me a few times in prayer, and it didn't feel good. Oh, well, I'm not a prodigal. I mean, you know the prodigal. I mean, they make the bad choice, and they're going doing stuff over there, and we're praying for the prodigals. Maybe there's like two, three prodigals, you know. But I mean, I'm not a prodigal. The Lord said, uh, let's, let's think about this, Richard. Every time I turn my back, I'm a prodigal. <laughs> I'm making this choice over here. It could be a physical, you know, it could be a heart. You know what Jesus said about our hearts? When we... <laughs> so I want to I challenge you guys. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not trying to label you prodigals, but I just want to challenge. The Lord said, Richard, you're right in this place with who you say are the couple prodigals that your church is praying for. This was about six, seven years ago. It didn't get say. And at the same time, okay then, but then I received the, the heart and the, the action of the Father. Come on. If, if someone is dirty, guess what they do oftentimes? They live dirty. We, the Lord had us foster a few times, and this precious little nine-year-old girl, oh, I'm just like God. Just, just Lord, can you help her get cleaned up? And of course, He was using us then because we were the foster parents. You know, you have to be a little bit more careful of case in, in versus if it's a, you know your own child. Obviously, in the states involved and all this, I don't even really want to get into all that. But, but, but I, 
That's what she'd have always seen. She and her, she and her brother were in her house about a year. They were forced to see things that no children should have to see. But the Lord brought them to us. We're going to clean this girl up. And not, 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 not from pride. It's not so she can look good when we go to church. It's for her and my precious wife. <laughs> mm. I threw a few things on this last page uh, <clears throat> of notes, excuse me, and then I got a couple things after that. But this last page, um, just the names of God, <clears throat> excuse me, just more for you. you. You guys have heard these, and there's plenty more, but, you know, again, to, to really enter in, well, God, who are you? I'm supposed to love you with all my heart. Who, who is this God? Who are you? So Jehovah Jireh, we know that. The Lord will provide. Amen. That's out of Genesis 22. You know, Isaac was going to offer his son up. Right the last second, the Lord said, no, I've got a ram for you. So Isaac said, this will be the place. The Lord said, you, the Lord will provide. Some of you guys have callings on your life. Well, we all have a calling on our life. We're all called. <laughs> We're all in ministry, if you didn't know. I'm just making sure you guys have heard that, if you haven't already heard that. You're all in full, full-time ministry. So, don't <laughs> um, so you, you guys have had callings, but there could be something like this place of, but, but God, give me to that place of higher confidence and faith and that you're gonna activate it. There's still, I still have my part, but God, are you gonna do your part? Well, if you put it on you, Psalm 37, 4, as you delight in him, he gives you the desires of your heart. It's from him anyway. You didn't just come up with, it with a cool idea. Oh, I'm just going to create a ministry home. That wasn't, you're, you're not that awesome. I mean, I, mean, I love you all, but that, that's, from, that's, from, that's from the Lord. Our ministry is his ministry. If we do anything apart from him, Jesus said, we're, we're, we're bringing nothing. If we do it apart from Jesus. So, so there was, I just, just a quick story, there was a lady, she's got about 300 acres, restoration, women out of trafficking, all this, in the, right at, about an hour outside of Kansas City. Well, they were in the, early, they, she'd been, she and her husband, they, they'd been, they were in the talks with the lawyers. And there's, this ties into it to dad also. And so they're meeting with the lawyers, and the lawyers finally, they, a couple meetings, they said, okay, we need some money. I mean, we, the owner that we're representing, he needs some money. We, we can't just keep talking, and yeah, it's good, and you're gonna provide, but we got to do something here. She said, I'm telling you, my dad is so wealthy, you have no idea. She said that to a lawyer. She was talking about the Lord. Amen. Her husband go, is like, what Amen. is she doing? We're, we're, we're before lawyers. And, yeah, but, but, we, but we serve the high priest. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he's got all the money. <laughs> it's already in the, he already has the money. It's not like he's got to go get it. Amen. So the lawyer said, so there's this conversation. It's like this, you know. The lawyer said, oh, so he's got the money like in a bank? Oh, yeah, he's got it. It's a, he's, she, she never lied. Like, well, it's in a bank. I mean, well, it's in his bank, but, you know. She didn't say, like, it's in some bank down the street, but she said, oh, he, yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Well, we need about $600,000. Oh. I have a very wealthy daddy. Go back. Now, God, he's often at that 11th hour and 59 minutes. <sighs> Because he knows we need the dialogue with him a lot. Amen. Sometimes he's not. 
A lot of times he is. She goes back to her mailbox check for $600,000. She's not that good. She's a woman of God. But she didn't, come up, she didn't come up with this. But she was speaking truth. Oh, my daddy's, my daddy's got this covered. Do you trust me? That's, that's another thing he says a lot to me. I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, oftentimes it's finances. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you, here we go again, Richard. You're not trusting me again. Oh, God, I trust you. Not enough. And he's often working through finances with us. These, the Lord's brought us into some adoptions. Adopted, that's past tense. Oh, let's just make sure that, you know, when somebody says, oh, that's an adopted son. No, no. Yeah, that they were adopted, court, signed, sealed, delivered, done. That's, that's, that's my son. Amen. And we've grown up in some more southern areas, and there's been some interesting comments across racial divide. And, you know, I'm not, hey, it is what it is. You know, I understand. These things are going to happen, but, and we always speak in love. That's my son. Amen. And we try to teach, and, you know, sometimes they get it, sometimes they, go, they don't get it. I don't care. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say anything but the truth. That's right. He didn't call me into adopted sonship. Amen. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So do you trust me? David, right here, our seventh. I, we weren't even thinking about adoption. But, but like I tell people now, once you've adopted, watch out. Because God's just going... And I was, at, I was with a coworker in an adoption ministry in KC. He gets, hey, do you want to adopt? Uh, Renee, I have 10 kids already. Talk to Richard. And I'm like, mm. I'm standing right next to him. I know the Lord's doing this. And, and uh, Renee, hi. What, Renee run the, was the CEO of the ministry. Hey, Richard, are you guys, uh, I think you need to adopt. I think that's what's going on here. Amen. <laughs> and that night we knew we were supposed to. But you were already seven months, six to, six to seven months pregnant in your birth mommy's tummy. She, she, was, she was pregnant, sorry, she was pregnant. Six, seven months. She was in the Marshall Islands. We needed about 25 to 26 grand in about four weeks. Do you trust me? You didn't come up with this cool idea, I did. So I'm gonna give you the money, $25,000, that's nothing. Well, it's a lot to me. People just start calling in. Hey, I'd like, to take care of the, I'd like to take care of some of the plane ticket. I'm thinking like, you know, like at a church, you know, there's a fundraiser for 10000 I'm, I'm going to give 100 because I'm stepping out in faith, and that is. This guy said, I'd like to take, take care of the plane ticket. How much is it? I said, well, like maybe $100 would be good. He said, no, I don't think you, I don't know if you heard what I said. Take care of the plane ticket for her, and she had a two-year-old already. $2,800 because we were buying the ticket like a week or two before they had to fly because the airline wasn't going to let her fly. There's a whole lot of miracle story in this, but, but, that, but I, I wasn't, but Father, you're, I'll, Father, I trust you. But it's a journey every day. The Lord who heals, Exodus 15, 26. Just, just one story about that. And, the, and this ties into where we're at today, and the Lord's really had to help me, Gilly and some, but especially me. But we, our, our oldest son is here right now. His name, first name is Richard. So he was being tormented for a couple years. 
I mean, like he was saying, Dad, they're saying this. I mean, in a little, in a little boy speak, Dad, 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 there's, I, I, we didn't know what to do. We're taking him to brain. We're hooking up, doing the sleep studies. We're doing everything. Boy, well, we weren't doing everything. I know now. But what, this dear friend of my wife said, well, you need to call the elders. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a good idea. Of course, then pride and some other things were kind of starting to creep in there. And she's like, huh, we got to call the elders. God, why didn't you tell me? Why does it have to come to my wife all the time? You know, but the Lord does that. You know, I don't listen. I don't listen as well sometimes. So we called the elders. They came, lay hands, oil, nightmares went away just like that. Amen. Bible says do it, we do it. Now, so, sometimes we lay hands on the sick and they get healed right then. Sometimes it's progressive. That's not our business to, 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 to get in the way of what God's doing. We're just supposed to do what he tells us to do. But sometimes it's harder in our own house. I, I speak for me. All this stuff that, well, but, but Lord, but, but what if they talk in the church or what if something doesn't, but, but I, how am I going to face that guy? Get rid of all that. The handcuffs, whoop, they're gone, they're gone. The Lord is our banner. He's our peace. He's our shepherd. Within a couple weeks of the Lord moving us to KC, my wife, she's walking around the, the Holy Spirit was doing all kinds of stuff in our family and the Lord's, she's walking around the neighborhood, middle, middle of the day, and she looks up Breeze comes on her, hot, Nashville's hot. Maybe not quite like Wilmington, but it's close, it's close. And she sees this massive shepherd, like open vision. I, I've, I don't have those, I have more like impressions, I call them. I love people that get open visions though. Amen. I, do, I love it, the Lord uses all of us in their voice. And she knew it was Jesus, her great shepherd, who was saying, come on, come on. And she, he, he was actually answering some other things that she had been dialoguing with him out of the Old Testament. But we're convinced because of the timing of how that all was happening, an awakening or revival, an awakening had just started in KC. We, we didn't know it. And the Holy Spirit was really on the move. Healings and signs and wonders, all kinds of things were happening. And it was right at that same timing. That was not an accident. So anyway, our great shepherd, the Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is there ever present. I listed these, some people call these the covenantal names because again, got the Old Testament and New Testament tie-in on all these, obviously like Psalm 23, but that's, that's Jesus, you know. So there's, there's, I just do a few other names. Okay, I gotta say this. Pastor Bishop, El Gibor. Did I say it right? El Gibor, yes. mighty God. Amen. I did that for, for Pastor Bishop. Isaiah, that's out of Isaiah. Well, and I mean, various places, Jeremiah as well. But, uh, and then again, we have our response back to God. You know, are we going to meditate on his majestic, glorious splendor and your wondrous miracles? You know, the Lord's constantly telling me, Richard, why do you put your phone down on the table like this? Why don't, why don't you put it down on the table like that? It might be so simple. Even when I meet with my son or my guy, sometimes my son's, hey, Dad, why is it like this? Why don't you do it like that? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. So I can focus and concentrate. But when we, when we meditate, we need to be focused in. Proclaim your greatness. Sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. That's what, that's where that song comes from. The one thing I ask, the heart of David, the thing I seek the most, to live in the house of the Lord, delighting in his 
perfections and meditating in his temple. There's some, there's some cool quotes. I, I, God, here's uh, John Piper, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. So, Pastor Tom, I was, I, I hope this dove, dovetails well. I was wanting to, to kind of do a little exhortation over the fathers. That's okay. Um, all the fathers in the house, i.e. men, could you stand up? Just want to make sure you, you made the translation. All men, if you're 17, guess what? You can minister to a 12-year-old. And don't think you've got to be a minister to minister. If you have Jesus, you can minister. Fathers, happy Father's Day, first of all. We've, we, we've heard it a lot already. Proverbs 27. This is spiritual fathers, which biological is a part of that. Birth is a part of that. Proverbs 20, the righteous who walks with his integrity, blessed are his children after him. Psalms 103, verse 13, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Hey, Daniel, are, are those pictures accessible? I just wanted to do something real quick, and I want, but I want you to hear my heart on this. There's just a couple pictures out of our family, but I want to use this as encouragements to all of us dads, okay? Um, so if they're reasonably accessible. So look at this picture. This is Gillian. I'm partial to her. Now, Gillian's mom's here. That's her husband. He's in heaven with Jesus now. I highly revered him. He was a man of God. He actually was a pastor as well. He didn't need to be a pastor for, for me to hold him in high regard because he held God's word close to his heart. He was also, I just got one quick thing, he was also in the CIA, and man, he did this little handshake on me one for, that in about two seconds I was crying for mercy. <laughs> First date, hey, hey, how you, hey, Rich, how's it going? And I put my hand in there. He pinched this nerve in about two seconds I was crying. This was my future father-in-law. I didn't know that at the time. Woo! Fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so guys, hold your daughters, dance with your daughters, kiss your daughters at any age. So this right here, and guys also, you know, <laughs> sometimes I've got good ideas, but a lot of times my wife's got better ideas. And sometimes my ideas are, hey, I've been working, I gotta go make some money, I gotta cut the grass, I gotta do this thing over here. And then my wife says, you're bringing the word this morning for Easter, right? Meaning, meaning to the family. Oh, yes, I, 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 I am. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know if that was this time or not, but listen to, to your wives and the women in your life. So yeah, this is just open the word. Open the word with your kids. You know, Man, come on. The guys here do this well. Daniel and, the, and, the, and, and all the guys here just, you know, Monday nights and just other times. Surely you guys are connecting the fishing trip. I'm still recovering, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so just fellowship. Eat together. Break bread. Pray. And I want to encourage you guys, so they gave me a dad book. Really celebrate your dads and spiritual dads. A text today. I've gotten two already. Hey, it means so much to me when you pour into my, that you've poured into my life the last year or 10 or whatever. Your spiritual dad, you, one of them, he might be in Australia. They might not even be celebrating Father's Day today. I have no idea. 
But that text, oh, yes, 15 years ago when I spent that one year with, with him, oh. Sometimes spiritual men are only in our lives for a month or a year or two. So thank them, celebrate them. I was just wearing half glasses at the time. Is that good or none of the others came through? There, there was a three, but no, no worries. Hey, I wanted to do this. Um, just so we're gonna, just as an altar call, could all the men, you don't need to come right to here, but could just stand out, out up here, up in the front somewhere. So, and, and I love what, what, what we did just previously, but this is gonna be kind of like a, the women are gonna come, come around us. The women are gonna bless. Don't just think of blessing your husband or boyfriend or, you know, or dad if he's here, but. So, guys, I just wanted to say, you are blessed. You are called. All the men should be up here. You are anointed. You are healed. You are whole. You are highly favored. You are strong. You are men. Women, I'd like y'all to just come, come on up if you could. I know it's going, we got everybody up here, but just come up here and just, I'm just going to kind of just speak a few things and just start the prayer, but just just, just minister, just bless. Again, it could be your own husband or just some other man or some other man who's meant something to you or stood in the gap for you, maybe. With your children, maybe, I, I don't know. So, yeah, so just as we end the service, you guys have enough because you have King Jesus. So you have enough. Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. I'll always be content in every circumstance. You are Jaira, you are enough, which makes you enough. So yeah, women, just, you can just start praying out over them. Lord, we thank you for these men of valor. Father, from the youngest of ages to the oldest ones here in our midst, God, we see all of you. We thank you for what you do in this place and out of these walls in this city, Father. And there's some fathers that are not yeah. spiritual. And again, I've, there's, there's men. There's men in our midst that are maybe online. Maybe they just weren't able to be with us today, Father. Minister to their hearts, Father. We thank you for these men, God. God, allow them the strength to push back the voices of the enemy to, to, as you close as they ask you to close the mouths of the lions in the den or the giants in the land. God, where there's any cheetahs or coyotes in the high grass, God, let them come visible in the name of Jesus. God, bring, bathe these men with humility. Humility, humility, humility. Love, humility. We bless you, men. We thank you for who you are. We ask for the more. God, give them more. Give them more in their finances, God. God, the ones that are in business and you're bringing money through, through what they do, God, bring more. Double it, triple it. A hundredfold, God, because of what you've told them to do in the kingdom and where to sow elsewhere, here or on the earth, God. God, we thank you for those who are laboring in this exact house. Pastor Tom, Pastor Terry and others, Pastor Bishop, others, God. Other men, Father, Daniel, so many others, God. We thank you for them, God, for their service, for, you, for your saying, you are enough. You are enough. You are enough, Father. 
God, we thank you for, for doctors. We need doctors in the medical industry that call you by name. We do not want to be ones who say, oh, the medical, no. We know there's some challenges, but we need our doctors in their, in their rightful places if that's the assignment you put on their heart. God, we need youngers coming up. I'm talking about 17s, 18s, 20s, 22s who have the heart to get out on, on social media. I don't know what all that crazy, crazy stuff is, and it's not all bad. God, you can use TikTok, you can use Instagram, you can use Snapchat, you can use Facebook, and I don't even know what else I'm missing. God, use the 17s, 18s. I got some in my house, God. I bless Jackson, God. I bless Anderson, God. I bless Brooke, God. Graham, Richard, the ideas, David, the ideas, Ashley and Ava, the ideas that are gonna birth up from within the youth, God. Let us have ears to hear what they wanna say, God. These are platforms that you can use to push forth the gospel of Jesus. You're working all over in government, God. God, just thank you for all the places you have placed our men. We trust your leadership. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. Happy Father's Day to all you men. In Jesus' name, amen.